I'm Elisa Mortensen, and this is Undo Redo. Let's take a look at all the things that happen in life that we would like to undo and have a chance to redo. Hey guys, I never tire of hearing about your takeaways from these podcast episodes. The word undo redo has been coming up as a common word in conversations that I've had recently, and it is so fun to hear it being said by other people. I noticed that it's being used as a word to describe something we no longer choose to think or do, but also it is attached to what we would rather in its place something that feels truer to who we really are. And this is the purpose of me creating it, not only to rid of unhealthy habits alone, but just as important to add a new way and a new focus to it to fill that empty space. What came to mind the other day was sometimes we're on the shadow side of something great. So bringing light to like an old dark pattern or maybe we are become enlightened versions of ourselves by leaving that shadow. Anyway, in this episode, we are going to talk specifically about those things that trigger us and how to navigate them. I like the analogy of shedding some light on these triggers of ours. So pick something that you know triggers you. I want to see where you are with it. As I describe some things to you and keep going in this podcast, this will just kind of be fun to see where you're at. Well, fun for me anyway. (laughs) When I hear back from some of you, we'll see if it's fun for you. Lifecoachlisa.com if you want to let me know. But picture this. Your day is going along, then boom, you're triggered. You're all fired up and you're set off. What is it? Is it your boss or your kid doing that thing again? Maybe your kid, you told them not to do it and they're doing it again. Is it your husband or your wife looking over your shoulder at your phone or doing the exact same annoying thing they always do? Maybe it's like someone chewing with their mouth open. You guys want to hear one of mine? This is legit. And I'm going to put it out there that I am getting better at this one, but it is my special needs sister hanging up on me. Go ahead and laugh. It is pretty funny, actually. In in fact, most cases, our triggers get a reaction that is inappropriate or disproportionate to what's actually happening. So this is what it sounds like in my head. Oh, no, she didn't. She called me. Then she hangs up on me. I am so telling my mom that can't happen. I don't have time for this. I'm just not going to answer her next time she calls. Yeah, yeah. I'll own all of those. Or here's another one of mine, people licking their fingers, right? And I know it's just a thought. It doesn't really, you know, like kill anybody, but cleaning off something by using your finger and then licking it and continuing to clean doesn't clean. It just wipes your spit all over it. We're not animals. We don't clean with our hands and our tongues. Um... Another big one in my life right now that I notice is my teenager. When I ask him what his plans are or if he's hungry, he just like snaps back at me. All right. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a trigger. I feel like instant, like welled up inside with just like lash out. Right. So how about you? As I talk about this, what are some of your triggers? You're fine one minute. 
and the next second, boom, you're not. What happened in between? Did someone ask you, why are you mad? You seem grumpy. Well, I am now. Thanks. I wasn't before. Why do you got to ask me? <laughs> am I right? Truth is, we believe our story about what triggers us. Think about it. It's just a story. So our reactions fall in line with our beliefs every time, plain and simple. You must first come to know your triggers. They are just a story that you have attached, allowing yourself to behave poorly. When you tell your story, you are a helpless victim to that thing, whatever it is, as though you have no choice. You'll say it in a way that portrays it as like helpless. It's my trigger. You know, it's, it's, it triggers me. This triggers me. I have so many triggers with that. I can't be around this person because they do this thing and it triggers me, or I can't stand it when blank happens or blank, you know, enter anything that triggers you blank sets me off. So can you hear how it's predecided in these cases when you're telling your story, like I have these triggers, these things trigger me. And you notice you have a heightened emotion after these things happen. A decision to be upset and angry with a person or angry at a thing that happens means you surely will be upset when that thing happens. Sometimes it's just, it's not a story you attach to something and a story you would tell people that is your trigger, but it's a comment. Sometimes someone says something and you judge it as being rude or you judge it as being shame provoking or that's blaming or how could they, maybe somebody brought up something that triggers you because you have a sensitivity to it because you kind of slightly believe them or find some truth to it. So you're offended because you haven't done the work yet to embrace it and gain the confidence in that area. And that is my simple and effective advice for you with this. Take it or leave it. It is to embrace your overreactive, complaining, and irrational human self that you are sometimes. The parts of you that get angry, it's okay. We all do this. I want you to know it's okay. This is our life experience, and we get to interact with so many people who are also having their life experience going on. Helps to be humble here. If we could take a just good, honest dose of humility, we can acknowledge manipulative, bossy, complainy, judgy. Which one could you start to embrace that is indeed a part of you? It is really indeed a part of you. We absolutely need this contrast. You guys, it accentuates the opposite for us, providing us choice for one or the other. I do know you'll never get anywhere that you want to be by avoiding it, denying it, pushing it away, because that's your full experience. There will be times when you're just cranky. You must have things a certain way, so you're manipulative. When you yell, because you have to get what you want out of someone. You'll make big, ugly mistakes. And in those big, ugly mistakes, you're going to be able to explore yourself. Be who you really are. What can you shed some light on? What are you willing 
to show up and say, I am this thing. Whiny, complaining, bossy, naggy, awful, judgmental. Can you be patient while you work to see yourself as both light and dark? What'll happen is you won't be as horrified by those daily triggers of yours. You'll know without a doubt, you need it to be there as long as it takes in order to show you yourself. Pretending triggers aren't there or blaming someone else for causing you to be triggered doesn't allow you to begin to embrace them. Embracing them begins the work of overcoming. It's a beautiful thing to want to be above it and to show that you are kind and you are in control. But if it's only seen on the outside, acting as though you are better than you are, you cannot experience yourself. Your darkness to accept living on the shadow side. Misery is hiding behind false goodness, you guys, and always having to be happy, to be right, to be better than we are, doesn't allow us to actually get anywhere else. Being the shadow, though, owning the darkness, and then shedding some light on it from there, and actually owning it does shed a lot of light on it. That kind of takes care of it in the first place. It just starts the process. It dispels it so slowly, and it gives you a much better chance of ridding of it for good. And when I mean ridding of the darkness, I mean ridding of the triggers. You'll notice it won't bother you as much. It won't tip you over. If you were to zoom out and back up and acknowledge the possibility that who you are isn't someone who's quite there yet, what do you think might happen for you? How do you think your life might change if you were just like, you know, I'm just not someone who is there yet? What if you were okay with that? Three things need connecting here for it to be complete. Number one, what your brain offers. <clears throat> what your brain offers you and the choice you make with it. Okay, number two is the feeling that your body has as a natural consequence coming from your choice. Not coming from outside of you or from anything that's happening or from what you think is triggering you. And then number three, anchoring your spirit and soul to something bigger than you are. Zooms you out and clarifies truth. Okay, the connection of these three things ensures balance and alignment with your more authentic self. And it has always existed. Good and bad, light and dark, it's always been there. And it goes beyond this life as well. So let's start practicing it and learning it and getting more curious about it because it opens it up for us instead of keeping us closed in these rules and in this box that we have to react poorly when these triggers happen. It's like an excuse not to do the work. I hope you've had a few insights into your own triggers and how to navigate them. And if you thought of anyone while listening to this, please share it because it's through others that the heavens reach us and meet our needs. Definitely get on a quick call with me at lifecoachalisa.com. Just sign up and book a time to see for yourself how powerful personal coaching is. It walks you through what it looks like to solve for your situation. And it's been no less than one of my many miracles that has blessed my life. It has given me a touch of heaven while I've been here on earth. Using these concepts combined with God's truths have kept me anchored in a way that I never knew was possible, providing me with, with a more bigger array of colors and inviting everything. I'm forever grateful and I'm bursting to share. So with that, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.